Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today on Faith at Eight, we're back in Daughters of Grace, and we are talking about the widow of Zarephath. Yep, that chick. I can't say where she's from, so I'm not going to try. I'm not saying that I'm saying it right, but I'm just saying it with confidence. I, like, I wonder, how do you feel when you're in the Bible, but they don't even tell, tell anyone your name? Right? I guess that's a good way of, like, not being prideful. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't even know your name. We it's just okay. know where you're from I'm just and that your husband there. died. Yes. And they'd be like, which one? Yeah, they, uh, yeah there's a lot of husbands <laughs> that died. Very blessed that my husband's still alive. Thank you, Jesus. So if you don't know the story of the widow of Zarephath, <laughs> we'll take a, a little like synopsis of it. So basically, there's a widow in Zarephath. <laughs> and she has lost her husband. She Very has a young name. son, right? Um, young son. And she has nothing. Like, it's a time of famine. She has nothing. Like, you think that you have nothing because you open up the fridge and you're like, I don't, you know, I'm hungry, but there's nothing here that I'm hungry for. Like, on her pantry shelf is a tiny amount of flour and a jug of oil with just enough to probably not even make one loaf, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, we are talking dire straits. And she is at the point where she is like, you know what? There is nothing after this. After I make this one loaf of bread from this flour and this oil, we're gonna die. Like, that's just how it is, and I've given it up to, to that's where it is. Well, she's out collecting wood, and Elisha walks up and is like, hey, I need, you know, I need bread and water. And she's like, I've, I've got nothing. And he says, well, you need to, you know, go ahead and make your, make your cake and give me some and have the rest and your flour will never be empty. Your oil jug will never be empty. And putting yourself in this situation, you're going, this is literally my last meal and this dude wants to take some of it. (coughs) Yes. Like, what would you do? Oh, I don't even share food with my husband. Right? Like, I I would not do well in this situation. I would have failed this test. I remember Alex and I went on a date. This is when we first started dating. And um, I ordered my food. And then he ordered his food. And he was like, hey, do you want to try this? And I was like, not really. And he's like, no, no, no. I think you'll like it. I'm like, I'm good. He's like, no, no. You really should try this. I'm like, okay, fine. I will try this. So I try his food. He goes, oh, can I try some of yours? And I'm like, no. And he goes, but I let you try mine. I'm like, no, you forced me to try yours. I'm not sharing my food. I was an only child for 15 years. So like sharing was not something I learned as a child very well. And so I'm just like, no, I, it's my food. I'm not sharing. I won't share with my husband. So would I sh- share with a stranger? Uh, no, I would fail. <laughs> like test failed. But you know, Elijah <sighs> says, you know, God said, if you do this, then, you know, your your jugs will never be empty. You'll always have flour. And I can imagine her being at that point, too, also going, I've really got nothing to lose. Like, I'm just going to have faith that this guy is saying the truth and we're going to go with it. And what I got from, from this story about her is just that faithfulness that God will provide, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we have to lean in. Even when we are at our dire straits and we think it is mm-hmm. the last of whatever it is, are we leaning into God and trusting in his faithfulness or are we stepping back and trying to say this needs to look a certain way? I also think this is a really good lesson on stewardship. Yes. This is like a really, really good lesson on stewardship because mm-hmm. because everything we have is provided by God. Mm-hmm. So, so my meal that I refuse to share with my husband 
it was provided by God. It wasn't mine. It was his. So, of course, I should I should share freely. Maybe he should have said, God told me that you need to share this food with me and I will ask you to marry me. And I would be like, oh, okay. Well, then maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll share food. I've gotten better. I'm still, I still have work to do. I have gotten better. But... But it, it, none of it is ours. And mm-hmm. when we when we um, give with an open hand mm-hmm. instead of a tight fist, there are so many blessings that come from that. And um, it, this is a really good lesson in that. Like, she was teaching her what stewardship truly looked like. When we give, we receive. Um, when we give joyfully, we receive um, a lot of blessings. And, and that can come in many different forms. And we talked about when we hear joyfully give, we often assume that that's tithing. That that has mm-hmm. to be money. But in the reality, it's it's our time. It's yeah. our purpose. It's our service. It's it's all these other areas. But sometimes we get caught up in the, okay, giving is just money. But when we look at, are we giving our time in the service of the Lord? Because I, I do know that I have been told before, oh, Jill, you get more than 24 hours in a day. And by science standards, that makes absolutely no sense. Mm-hmm. But the reality is I realized I give a lot in the time that I do have. And it's because Mm -hmm. that's where God has guided me. He has guided me to serve in the manner with my time and I'm being obedient. So I know every single day I have enough time to do everything that he has called for me to do. And so for other people, they're like, you just look like you have more time. No, I'm just being a good steward of my time. I am just doing what I am supposed to do and where I am guided. And if it doesn't fit within those 24 hours, it's okay because hopefully I've got tomorrow and then what God has for me on that day is. But we don't think about it as far as being a good steward of our time. We always focus on, oh, well, in order to give, that just means tithing. Also, are we focusing on what we... Also, are we focusing on what we don't like how little we have or how much we have mm-hmm. like um i you know 2020 the, was a very um turbulent year for many mm-hmm. um my husband and i both lost our jobs and some people would now cause that call that and i heard them call it like the dumpster fire of years mm-hmm. 2020 was one of the best years of our marriage of our life of our family um we saw god move in ways i never thought it was possible to see him move i never thought i would experience um we saw him change our direction we saw um just blessing upon blessing coming out over and being poured out over our family but none of it from the from the world looking in would be seen as that Mm -hmm. and like you know are, are we focusing on what the world says we need, or are we focusing uh-huh. on what God says we need? And when I focus on what God says I need, I have everything I need plus. I live a life of abundance. You know, I, I truly, truly do. But by the world standards, I don't. By the world standard, and I know this for a fact because I've heard people say, Shanna, why do you drive a such an old car? Like, just get a new car. And I'm like, because it works. Like, why would, like, I don't need a new car. I don't need a new car. And 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 I specific, specifically, I speak, I can speak, I can speak words. Um, specifically, when I when I worked, like a lot of the younger um, employee, the younger coworkers of mine that are in their early twenties, like they they're this is their first job, they're finally making like a decent paycheck. They're mm-hmm. like, but you like drive an old car. And the first time someone went with me and realized that I drive an SUV, I back up into every parking spot, and I do not have a backup camera. She was like. 
how do you do that? I use my mirror. I use what God's given me on my car, my mirrors. Like they're called mirrors. They make it so you can see behind your car. Um, and, and that might seem silly, but we can, we can apply it to so many things. Are we, are we seeking the world and what the world says we need? Like the yeah. world says she needs more food. The yes. world says for her to be able to give, she needs more flour and oil. But God says, no, you use exactly what I've blessed you with and I can bless you with more. The world says I, the world said and told me for a long time, I had to have my kids in private school mm -hmm. because that's what made me a good mom. And then God said, no, you don't. You need to have your children home with you mm -hmm. because that's how you can raise disciples. You can raise valiant women of faith. And what the world says is very different when, than what God says. And and when we follow him, the blessings, the blessings sometimes even don't look to the world like they are truly abundance and blessings. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my gosh, they are... They are greater blessings than anything you can receive from the world. And you have to be open to understanding mm -hmm. that, right? So here's the widow of Zarephath, and she's in here going, I only have this much, and you're asking me to make this and give you something of which it appears that I have nothing. But the reality is she has something. She has what God has mm -hmm. given her for that. And so are we actually being grateful for the gifts that God has given us? Because all we're doing is giving them back. Mm-hmm. And he promised her. He promised her he would provide. Are we trusting in his promises? Are we believing that he is a God that keeps his promises? That mm -hmm. he is a faithful God? And all throughout the scriptures, it tells us and it proves us absolutely yes. But do we see that in our own lives and, and believe it for our own lives? Um, he's with us every day. He will never let us down. His fresh mercy and grace is new every morning. Like all those things are in the Bible. His love for us is great. And we say those things, but do we act out in faith believing those things? Well, and because the world tells us it has to be more. Yes. Right? So if the world looked at the widow of Zarephath and was like, but you only have that much, look at what God did to you. If there was really a God, you would have more. But she had that faith of like, no, this is what God has given me and this is the direction I'm going. And I have faith that if I do give part of this to Elijah, it's going to be okay. This is God said that then he will provide. And understanding that the world's definition of enough is different than the word's definition because we are supplied with everything we need. And the world's definition of abundance is different than God's definition of abundance. We The world tells us it is a... 4,000 square foot house uh -huh. with a three car garage and a pool in the back and a brand new Range Rover in the driveway, like, and a six figure income coming in. Like, that's what the world tells us. He, <laughs> one moment, Jill's mouth is feeling her. It's okay. It's going to be okay. The things that you get only if you watch the YouTube channel. You, you okay? I'm good. I just forgot how to drink water. It's okay. You still, there you go. There you go. It's okay. It's okay. Or I'm a mom. It's fine. I can. We're good. Yeah. We take care of each other here. It's here at Faith at Eight. It's all about Jesus. Um, but but even the world tells us what abundance is. And so we think, oh, well, when I believe in, this is where the prosperity, the gospel gets me so angry because yes. we think, okay, I believe in God. I'm going to tithe because if I tithe, he's going to get me that 4,000 square foot house right. and the Range Rover. And it's like, no, 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 no. If you tithe and you tithe joyfully, he will transform your heart. 
Tithing is not, oh, okay, I'm going to give this, and so then in my bank account, I know there's going to be a massive amount of money. Because tithing is that sacrifice of, I know that this is what I'm doing because that's what I'm called to do, and I'm just doing it in true faithfulness. And I will tell you, tithing in a time when your husband loses a job or your your check is not what it, it normally is, you got to check your heart because you say, am I still giving over my first fruits? Am I Mm -hmm. still saying, you know what, this is what our income is and I'm tithing on that? Or are you saying, hey, you know what, Um, income dropped and so we're going to put tithing to the side? I remember when we got my severance check and neither of us were working, like there's no money coming in. I think unemployment was like $250 each of us. Like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. because our family can, can live off of $500 a week. We can't. Um, and I remember specifically not long term, and I remember getting that check and like us saying, Oh, should let's let's pray on if we should tithe on this. Yeah. And like we didn't even start our prayer and we were both like, Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we we definitely have to. And again, that wasn't because, oh, if if we if we tithe on this, it says something about me. No, no, no. It 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 is me being faithful to God. It is me trusting that God is faithful. It is me um believing that he is he is a god of his promises and what he said is true and i think the you use the perfect word for it it's sacrifice it it is sacrifice and we often we want to follow god and worship god but as long as we don't have to sacrifice anything and i have you know i came from um growing up in a church where you just gave a certain amount and i remember my mom talking about somebody who was Christian, which I didn't put the pieces together until, you know, a couple of years ago. And I remember her saying something about, oh, they give 10% to the church. And she's like, I just can't even imagine what, what that would be. And at the time, so that was what my view of tithing was like, you do that last because, oh my goodness, or why would you do that much? Whereas now I have that understanding of what tithing truly is. And of course you give your first back. Like that is what we are called to do joyfully, right? It's not like, okay, you go to church and you're like, okay, I'm going to tithe because that's what it says. Mm -hmm. That's what this envelope says. Have an understanding of what that truly means and the faithfulness of God of when you do that. So tithing even through those challenging times doesn't mean that money is going to come back. Mm -hmm. You're going to be transformed in different ways and, and I think have a better understanding of what do you really need? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I came from a house where my, my, my mother thinks the church is after your money and, um, she has very valid reasons for believing that she, Mm -hmm. like, I was never baptized Catholic because my parents were not married. My grandparents were not married. So the church said, if you give this amount of money, and it was thousands of dollars that my mother didn't have, like we're, we're living in a family, in a family member's house on food stamps, like no money's coming in. You're asking for thousands of dollars to get me baptized. And that's not like a dig. Oh, the Catholic church. No, no, no. That's just, that's the faith my mother was grew up in. And that was the option. And it really hurt her. Yeah. And, and it really, really hurt her. And um, I'm very, I pray oftentimes for her to find healing in that moment. Um, because now there's so many things that, that, um, we have conversations and she doesn't get it. She's like, mm-hmm. guys, you have no money. Why are you giving money to the church? And, and, and I understand that to her and her worldly perspective, it doesn't make sense. Um, but I also have to love her through that. And yes. I have to understand that I can't force her to see it being okay, nor can I force anyone listening to this to see that. And and I think it's um, important that nowhere in the Bible does it say that tithing is a salvation issue. Yeah, no. 
nowhere does it say giving is a salvation issue. It, it's, it's, it is for your, you to have heart transformation. It, it's, it's to change and transform you and to make you a giver because when you are a giver, you feel joy. When yes. you're, it's, it is a joy to give. It is a blessing to give the others. Um, my husband and I have had to make some decisions recently of, of areas we can give in because we have others that are in need around us with COVID. And, um, the numbers sometimes don't make sense, but it is a joy to do that. We, we helped someone. I don't want to give too much because I don't want to make this about us because Mm -hmm. it's not, but we helped someone and we just went and dropped off something at their house to check on them. And the husband said, when you, when you sent that meal over, it was the time we needed it the most. We were in such a desperate state um, with being sick and just not even be able to care for ourselves. And it was exactly what we needed when we needed it. And my husband and I, when we got in the car and we looked at each other like, wow, can you believe God used us to do that? Mm-hmm. Can you? I, I, we were both so touched that he said that because we didn't know why all of a sudden we felt called to start sending food to a bunch of people, but we did. And it was like, oh, because that's what God needed us to do. Yeah. Because, but, and the few people that we, we haven't helped tons of people. We're not like, oh, look, like we're like giving up millions of dollars. We don't have millions of dollars. But the few people that we were able to to help in their time and need, all of them said, I've been part of many churches, but I've never been a church where they like reached out and cared for us like this, where we really felt like part of community. And we just realized what God was using us as the body of the church. Like mm-hmm. God was really calling us to do something and um, those individuals felt the love of Jesus do through to, through our actions, and it had nothing to do with us and everything to do with him. And that's where you keep the focus. And I think sometimes, too, when you're tithing, one thing that I prayed over early when I, I decided to call Lakeside Church home mm-hmm. was tithe to a church that I trusted. Mm-hmm. And to understand that I wasn't giving money to the church, I was giving money back to God. And it's up mm-hmm. to the church to decide how to use it. And the other day, I remember sitting there and Pastor Jason had said that because of the givings from the church body, they were able to give a sizable amount mm-hmm. to help in Afghanistan. And in that moment, I was like, this has nothing to do with giving mm-hmm. to the church. This has everything to do with giving to God. And the church, you know, allows and makes decisions. But look at what that was able to do for God and mm-hmm. making sure that when you are tithing, it is joyful and you're understanding it's not, I want to help the church. You're giving it back to God and the church is that vessel that's getting to make the decisions of, of you know, where it goes. And that's where you want to make sure that you align with a church that has values and is teaching the Bible and teaching mm-hmm. the word. And this is where, you know, we'll probably have another episode soon about church shopping and yeah. finding your church home. And, you know, that's why I, I sat in prayer over, I want to make sure that we tithe to a church that we truly trust because I've been to churches that I, I didn't trust or I lost trust because of church hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And, and knowing that it's not like a checklist item. It's not like, Mm-mm. these are the five things I have to do to be, because we, we really are a society where we want easy buttons and easy, and to-do lists. Like, just tell me what are the five things I need to do to get to heaven? Like, check, 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 done. And it's like, no, 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 no. This mm-hmm. the, That's not what this is about. This is about transformation and heart change and um, really allowing God to use you in, in a big way. And, and it only, you only have to do a little to get, ha- allow God to use you in a big way. Like, like neither of us gave that sizable amount that the church gave it to. Everyone no. gave a little. Yes. And, 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 sh- and the, the widow of a place I can't pronounce, she, she gave just gave a little. 
like Elijah didn't ask for all. Mm-mm. He asked for a little and she was faithful and did as as um, God asked her to and and he fulfilled the promises he made to her and mm-hmm. she and she did survive. And so um it it can't be about us. It can't be about the checklist. It can't be about other things. It has to be just being faithful and believing that God is a God is is a promise keeper. And are you willing? Are you willing to have that faith when it feels like you have nothing? And you know, being a good steward in all areas of your life, are you willing to have that kind of faith? So it's kind of like a reflection point of today when we look at the widow of Zarephath and um, saying, you know, when I reflect on my own priorities in the areas of my life, am I willing to lean into the faithfulness of God? Yeah. And if, and if this is an area you struggle with, I highly recommend, I know we use the daily grace now, but we did start our journey. Um, or our, this was not a podcast when we started this. It was like us on Instagram on each other's Instagram stories. This is way back when, um, at six o'clock in the morning. Cause we were nuts. It was amazing. And um, maybe it was seven. Either way, it was too early in the morning. 6.15. I looked yesterday because we're coming upon the year anniversary. 6.15. We would get up in, at 6.15 and we would, we would talk about these things. But we did, um, she reached truth promises of God. Mm-hmm. and um, So beautiful. Sometimes we do not believe that God is a promise keeper because we don't know the promises that he made. And so that would be a really, really good study for you to go through mm-hmm. if you were um, like, well, how do I know he's a keeping his promises because if you don't know the promises he made you don't know if he's kept them right so it's a really good one to to go through i love it the widow of zarephath just teaches us so much that i need to do hooked on phonics we'll get you there it's fine okay so <laughs> um dear father god thank you for being a promise keeper thank you thank you lord that everything you promised us everything that you promised us you promised in genesis that you would send a savior, Lord, and you fulfilled your promise, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for sacrificing your one and only son. Thank you for always keeping your promises, never forsaking us, never leaving us, Lord. Um, Thank you so much that even though we don't remember that sometimes, oftentimes we doubt your promises or we don't even take the time to know them, Lord, that you still are faithful. Um, We're so sorry that we get it so wrong. We're so sorry that you have to be so patient with us because we don't do as we're told. And um, yet you still are faithful in teaching us that you will provide for every need that we will ever face. And that that you will do all that you say you're going to do. And we see that throughout your, the, your word and throughout scripture. And we are so thankful that you have given us your word as a reminder of the promises that you've made and of the promises that you keep, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for being a faithful father. Thank you for being a loving and patient father who never leaves us and never forsakes us, forsakes us, forsakes us, Lord. We are so grateful for that. As we go out today um, and through our day, Lord, we ask, Father God, that you um, give us a giving heart. When you... Um, everything you've given us, Lord, remind us that it is yours and belongs to you and so that we should give it freely, Lord. Because when we give give freely, you continue to provide. Um, Lord, just give us giving hearts and giving minds and, and let us be good stewards with all that you've blessed us with. Not just our finances, Lord, but with our time, with our talents as well. Um, let us let us sow into 
that your kingdom so that that a great harvest will be reaped in heaven, Lord. Um, allow us to see those opportunities in front of us to be faithful um, with all that we have have been blessed with, Lord, and faithful and to give freely knowing that it is not ours and knowing that when we give freely, Lord, that it's not a reflection of who we are, but a reflection of who you are. Lord, please use us. Please use us to uh, to show the love of Christ in all that we do. We're so grateful for your constant blessings, Lord, and we are so grateful for your one and only son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, even though we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So if you like this episode or any others, please make sure that you leave a review, give a thumbs up, um, because that does help others find us on whatever platform that you listen to us on. And we want to do everything possible to spread faith at eight and to make heaven crowded. See you later, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.